the economy is still not doing that well and uh job market is still a little shaky i've been working with lots of clients over the past year or two many of them looking for new jobs and they've been discovering that it's not as easy as it used to be so in this episode i'm going to talk about how you can find a job using the ancient human methods of hunting, trapping, and planting. I'm Larry Cornette, and this is Invincible Career. So I know the uh, title of this podcast is a little strange. (laughs) It's a... Find a job by hunting, trapping, and planting. This is issue 493. If you go to newsletter.invinciblecareer.com, you can read it there, and I've linked a few things. So I want to start out by saying I'm just using a metaphor here. I personally haven't hunted since I was a teenager in the Midwest, long, long ago when I grew up there. I love animals, and I imagine many of you do too, so... Please don't take my talk of, quote, hunting, literally. It's just a metaphor. I don't want you to miss the advice I'm going to share in this episode. So, human beings have been acquiring food to survive for millions of years. We've used a combination of active-slash-direct and passive-slash-indirect methods to find the animals and plants we eat. You know, number one is actively hunting, scavenging, and gathering food in the moment. It is a very hands-on, active activity. Number two is building traps, nets, things like that to capture animals and recover them later. And then number three is planting crops to harvest, but much, much later. Many modern-day humans have transitioned to a very different method of acquiring the meals we need. We work in our jobs, nine to five. We get paid, and we use that money to purchase food in grocery stores and markets. However, oddly enough, we can still leverage the three methods of hunting, trapping, and planting to gain what we now need to survive, a job. We even use the phrase job hunt to describe this process, which is rather telling because many job seekers focus almost exclusively on the hunt. They do everything necessary to hunt for a job actively. You know, applying online, going to company websites, using the job boards, sending resumes, all that stuff. But unfortunately, they ignore the other two powerful methods of capturing and harvesting opportunities for the future. This is a mistake you don't want to make. Only hunting for a job when you desperately need one is a risky move. 
people often make hasty decisions when the clock is ticking, right? They're worried. If they've been out of work for a few months or even longer, they get worried. And that's not when you make good decisions. You'll be more empowered, less stressed, and more successful if you also trap potential opportunities and plant seeds that will yield an evergreen harvest of interest in you. You should always be looking for new and better opportunities. You should always be looking for your next job to some extent. And methods two and three, the trapping and the planting, are much better suited for that. You can't always be super active interviewing for jobs every day when you have a full-time job, right? But you can do two and three. When I work with clients who need a job immediately, let's say they got laid off or they've been out of work for a while, I recommend combining all three strategies, but with an emphasis on one and two. So yes, they're going to be hunting because they're out of work. They have the time to do it. They have a sense of urgency. But I also recommend the trapping strategy, which I'm going to talk about in a few minutes. When a client is still employed, so still have a job, everything's fine, but they're seeking a better job. You know, they want to make more money. They are getting tired of not getting promoted. Maybe they don't click with a new boss, whatever it might be. I prefer emphasizing two and three with a careful use of one. You got to be careful actively looking for a job and hunting while you already have a job. So I want to talk about number one, hunting. Humans fed themselves and their tribes by hunting and gathering, doing some scavenging, I'm sure, dating as far back as two million years ago. They actively searched for whatever they could find to survive. They couldn't passively wait around and hope food would land in their laps, right? Instead, they sought an immediate fulfillment of their needs. Hunting is a valuable strategy when you need a quick solution to an urgent problem. You know, you need a job as soon as possible. You need a job right now. However, I recommend a targeted hunting approach versus the clumsy spray and pray I see many job seekers using now, and I think it's because of the online tools. It's made it pretty easy. And I've read more than one account of people applying for hundreds of jobs online and blasting their resumes to everyone they can find. Big surprise, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. One person lamented, I applied to a hundred jobs. And I didn't get a single request for an interview. No one called me back. A hundred job applications and no one reached out to me. Big surprise. Instead, I asked my clients, and if you go to invinciblecareer.com, you can learn more about how I work with people and you can see some testimonials. But I asked them to be laser focused on the job they want 
and the employers they find most interesting, most relevant. We work through the questions of like, what is your ideal next role? What comes next for you? Who is your ideal next employer? What kind of company are you looking for? What industry? Who is your ideal next boss? Who are the type of people that you work best with? The kind of managers you work best for? And we all know we click better with some people than than others, right? You should only have like one to three roles in mind for your next job. Ideally one, but sometimes it is a situation of having a couple of roles in mind. For example, you may ideally want a job as a lead designer. It'd be a step up. But you'd also accept a lateral move as a senior designer if you were really excited about the opportunity. You know, if it was a really good company, it was an exciting product, something you really loved, you might be willing to make a lateral move, but you're really hoping for a lead designer role. So yeah, there's a couple of roles you're considering. Be clear about the job you want and focus your sales pitch on selling yourself as the ideal candidate, the ideal candidate for that job. Because if you have dozens of roles in mind, your resume and your LinkedIn is going to be all over the place. And it won't appeal to hiring managers and recruiters, you know. It's unfortunate, but it's true. If you come across as a jack of all trades who is interested in 10 different kinds of jobs, they don't know who you are. They don't know what you're looking for. They don't know how committed you are to their role. And I see this happen. I've had people reach out and say, you know, I'm looking for this kind of job and maybe this kind of job, but I also would like to do this and maybe I could try this. And it's like five or six completely unrelated jobs. And that's hard. That's hard to search for. You have to focus. You got to focus. We're talking about ideal. That's the point of the really focused hunting strategy. Similarly, you should have perhaps three to maybe 10 employers in mind for your next job, like a list of 10, hopefully less. You want to be picky with the hunting strategy. I'll talk about the other ones in a little bit. Create a list of ideal employers. Start tracking down the potential hiring managers in those companies. Like who is the person most likely to hire you? Because that depends on your role. And find a way to get a warm introduction. I talk about that all the time. The market just isn't great for job seekers right now. Employers have their pick of thousands, probably tens of thousands of candidates. You got to stack the deck in your favor and get introduced to hiring managers and recruiters. Find your inside champion. I talk about this all the time. And I linked the other articles I've written about an inside champion in this article. If you go to newsletter.invinciblecareer.com, you want to find your inside champion who will help shepherd you through the interview process. This makes all the difference in the world. I've talked about this before many times. It has helped me land 
every single one of the jobs I had during my tech career. I had warm introductions and I had an inside champion, somebody who helped, helped me navigate the process and get the job. Now it's time to move on to one of my favorite ways of lighting up your network to help you find a job. Trapping, number two. About 9,000 years ago, and there's been some stuff I read that maybe it's 15,000 years ago, but long time ago, humans began building traps to capture prey, to capture animals and you know nets for fish and things like that. So instead of actively hunting and only actively hunting, we used these more sophisticated traps and nets to serve as an extension of our capabilities, right? We're tool makers. Think of it as an early creation of systems to automate food procurement. Now, instead of being limited to what you and your tribe could actively hunt during waking hours, you could deploy traps and nets to work for you 24-7 in a more scalable way. Similarly today, you can deploy nets to attract and secure interest in you and your capabilities 24-7 in a much more scalable way than panicking and scrambling to find a job at the last minute. When you activate key helpers in your network, each, each person expands your reach and ability to trap new opportunities. They'll help you capture things you never could on your own. They'll find things you never would have considered. They know people you don't know. But the activity is still targeted. Your friends know who you are. They know who you are. They know what you do. They know how good you are at your job. And if you've been talking with them, they know what you're seeking. Contrast this with people who indiscriminately toss their net to the four corners of the earth, right? People do that. Their net gets stretched thin. It gets tangled up in everything that comes by. While something that could have been a prime catch slips right on past. So I ask my clients to re-engage and reactivate their professional networks, even their personal networks. And that's something I'll recommend to you too. It's essential to do this from a place of honestly wanting to reconnect. You just want to reconnect with people, see what they're up to, check in with folks. You know, it's probably been months, it's in some cases years. You just want to reach out and say, hey, I just wanted to catch up and see what you've been up to, see how you're doing. I always enjoyed working with you, whatever it might be. So you should honestly want to reconnect with people since you shouldn't only be reaching out to people when you need them for something. That doesn't feel good. You can't just contact people when you want to use them for an introduction or to get a job. No one likes that. It's pretty transparent. So you got to resist that urge to say, oh, hey, by the way, buddy, can you also do me a favor and introduce me to Susan? You know, she's hiring for that position at the company. I've had people do that. It just doesn't feel good. It's like, oh, I see. <laughs> you don't really want to talk to me and reconnect. You just want me to introduce you to somebody. 
You know, during these conversations, it is pretty natural for somebody to ask you, so what are you up to these days? That's going to happen. You don't have to force it. You don't have to ask for a favor. Just talk, have the conversation, and they're probably going to say, what are you doing these days? What are you, where are you working? What are you up to? So when they do, you can mention what you're doing and what your plans are. And you could say, you know, I'm working for company ABC, you know, I'm an engineer there, but I'm actually considering my next move. I think it's time for a change. And what are they going to say? They're going to ask you, what are you looking for? What kind of job are you looking for? What kind of company do you want to work for? It's a pretty natural conversation. So you don't have to force it. When you light up your network, you now have dozens of people, dozens and dozens of people recognizing opportunities for you. So when they see something come through their LinkedIn or Twitter or in a conversation, because you've had this conversation and they know what you're looking for, they're going to say, oh, that's a good opportunity for Mike. They're going to bring up your name when someone is hiring. Someone's going to say, oh, I'm looking for a really good designer. Do you know anybody? And they're going to say, yeah, actually, I do. I know somebody who's looking. And they're going to keep their eyes open for a job that seems like a good fit for what you're seeking. So these people are all kind of helping you out and working on your behalf. These quote nets are capturing and sending you jobs to pursue. Sometimes they'll be able to make the warm introduction you need. I always recommend this for my clients. It's one of the most important things to do. This is important for people that want to continue to grow their careers. So even if they're not looking for a job right now, this is important for people who know they're going to be looking for a job. Super important. It is one of the best ways to find great opportunities. And so they will. They'll reactivate their network. They'll spend a couple of weeks reaching out to people, maybe two to three people a day. They'll catch up over an email or a message on LinkedIn. They'll have a virtual coffee over Zoom. Maybe they'll meet somebody for lunch. And before you know it, their network is lighting up and all these people are starting to say, hey, I met somebody that you should talk to. Hey, I know somebody who has a job that might be a good fit for what you're looking for. I've had this experience. I've did it just for fun. Like I left my last corporate job in, uh, gosh, 2010. And I took the summer off because I was like, I need a break. I'm going to have vacation, spend some time with my family and reconnect with old friends. And I just had like lunches and coffees pretty much every day for the first month, 30 days straight of lunch and coffee with tons of people, tons of people, um, just to reconnect and have fun, you know, and meet friends again that I hadn't seen for years because I've been working so much. And inevitably people would, you know, they'd say goodbye, they'd drive away. And then my phone would ring 20 minutes later and like, Hey, I just thought of three people you should meet. And this was all happening when I was still kind of thinking about going back to a job, but also doing a startup. And so, yeah, I met all kinds of great people, great engineers, great investors, designers, you name it. 
And this is all from my network, sending stuff to me, making introductions, mentioning my name in meetings. It was, it's super powerful. So I absolutely recommend it. All right, so this now brings us to one of the most powerful methods, which is a gift that keeps on giving for years and years and years. It actually, if you do this well, this can be returning benefits to you for the rest of your life. Easily for the rest of your life. It's number three, planting. So besides hunting and trapping, humans also discovered the power and scale of agriculture. But farming requires a lot more patience, doesn't it? Planning, investment, and work up front to plant crops will only yield a bountiful harvest later. It's not going to feed you tomorrow. It's not even going to feed you next week, right? Anybody who's worked on a farm or had a garden knows this. Requires patience. When you plant an apple tree, for example, and I live around a lot of apple orchards, it can take around five years to mature. Different species, different varietals take different kinds of time. But, you know, let's say five years. Five years of patience. But it will then provide you with fruit for several years, sometimes decades. Some people think if you take care of the tree, it can do it for its entire life. Fruit for years and years and years, thanks to that initial investment, planting that apple tree. So content creation and marketing, you can call it content marketing, content creation, whatever you want to call it. It's the last strategy I recommend for my career coaching clients and my leadership coaching clients and even job seekers. Planting the seeds from your beautiful mind won't land you a job immediately, but it will provide online examples of your knowledge, your expertise, your way of thinking, and your point of view on things that are relevant to your profession. Like what is your leadership philosophy? What is your approach to product? How do you think about design? It's great stuff. It's actually a lot easier than you think to document the way you do things, the way you think about things, your point of view. So that can all be relevant stuff that people can come across when they're thinking about hiring you. More importantly, as you create and publish hundreds of articles over the years, your harvest will yield evergreen inbound interest in you. you know, for example, I was just looking at some of these numbers. I've written 493 newsletter articles for Invincible Career. So this podcast you're listening to, I've published 92 episodes of this podcast. I've written 228 articles on Medium. That's where I got started. I was looking at Twitter. I'm going to keep calling it Twitter. I've tweeted over 18,000 times. I've created over 170 videos. It's pretty amazing 
when a potential new client reaches out to me after reading an article I wrote like seven years ago, and this happened a few months ago, I spent a couple of hours writing that article, planting that little seed seven years ago. Yet it continues to bear fruit and attract people even today. I haven't touched it in seven years and I'm still getting people who have read that article and they reach out to me. This person read that article and they messaged me and said, you know, that really resonated with me. I didn't know anyone else felt that way. I thought I was the only person who had been through it. And I was wondering if we can talk. I want to learn more about how you coach people. When you consistently put yourself out there day after day, month after month, and year after year, your harvest may come long after you've forgotten that you planted the seeds. I mean, I don't think about that article I wrote seven years ago. Uh, somebody said that because I asked, like, where did you learn about me? And they mentioned the article. I was like, wow, I've completely forgot about that article. But doing this, this is what it means to create an invincible career. This is part of creating an invincible career. You want as many people as possible to know who you are. You want people to know your name. And you really want people to understand how great you are, how talented you are, how good you are at your job. You want to attract people that love the way you think. They appreciate your philosophy. You want to become an opportunity magnet through trapping and especially planting. So you never again feel forced to scramble at the last minute and hunt for your next job. When you do this well, the next opportunity will find you. Until next time, I wish you the best of luck in becoming an opportunity magnet for the best things in life.